You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm joined by Chris and Greg. All right, guys? All right. Diaguet, chest, hello. Ah, oh aye. Cunning linguist. Uh, aye, I've been, I've been researched. <laughs> aye, John's not with us tonight because he's got the, the pub quiz. He says he's got better things to do. Monday night pub quiz, that's pathetic. Thursday night's pub quiz night. Oh, Monday. Uh, I'm not really sure what's going on there. Uh, sack him, tell him he's bumped next week. So well, it means you had to come back on, Greg. I know, lack of commitment for a boy. <laughs> Just as he was, he was, he was doing the business, and I was never to appear. He's, he's ditched it for a blooming general knowledge quiz. Nonsense. I was on Twitter earlier. And I was doing a research, just looking at my timeline, and there was an interesting picture popped up. Now, I'll try and paint the picture for you here. There's a guy standing with a, a wee sign saying F-U-C-K Neil Lennon, RFC number one. <laughs> Nothing unusual there, you might say. But then the confusing thing is that he's standing with a Celtic top on. What? So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm not really sure what's going on there. I'm, I'll no, retweet that's, it. That's pretty bizarre. <laughs> I'll retweet it so that everyone can see, but it's, I, I'm not really sure if the guy's a bit confused or what. Uh, right, I wanted to mention a game down in England. Because before we start talking about Scottish football, I wanted to mention a game down in England. I don't know if you read about this. I mentioned it on the forum, but Greg, I know you don't like reading the forum. Never on the forum. Harrogate Town 4, Boston United 0. Right? Nothing unusual in that scoreline, but that game... Boston United ended up going down to seven men, a combination of two red cards and then players getting injured. And apparently there was a guy got injured right near the end for Boston United when they had seven men. And the ref told them that if you go off injured for treatment for longer than two minutes, I'm going to abandon the match. That's right, yep. And he, he wasn't for it, he wanted the game to continue. So there was a wee bit of a gentleman's agreement that if he went back on the park, then... Harrogate Town wouldn't attack and apparently they just passed it about in, at the back <laughs> I, was, I was half following it on Twitter I, can, I, I caught on quite late it's not not often that I follow the two teams involved but I, I, I got one there and I, that's just brilliant It was. Uh, it's not often you hear about that, that uh, I think there was two guys sent off maybe the first 15 minutes and then that's where it really started going wrong and then when the guy's hamstring went uh, there was just talking, I'm cheating yeah, but, but, he would, uh, but surely it would have been in his interest to get the game abandoned. No? Would the results still have stood? Well, apparently he didn't want to do that. I don't know if it's uh, the professional in him. Aye, the result must still have stood, though, because if that was the case, there'd be nothing stopping. Let's say your team were getting leathered for nothing. There'd be nothing to stop six-year players getting sent off for hooking the referee just to get the result, <laughs> to get the result null and void. That's a bit of an extreme one, but, you know... Aye, must. that is a bit extreme. Aye, the result must have stood then, they would just have chopped the game, but... Ah, it doesn't happen very often. It's a lower leagues in England for you, mate. Right. That's it, so you trying to find a match report for that, it's no easy. <laughs> Do you think there would be a match report given the, the uh, unusual nature of it? But... Aye, I thought it might have made a wee small section in the sun or whatever. Yeah. No, the wee, the wee small paragraph that you get often in the, the interest in, in world football. Uh, they could have asked the PC uh, model. What they 
news and briefs. Uh, <laughs> that's always quality. Well, unless your quality is the right word. <laughs> no, I, I quality. Right, we'll start off with the charity bit, and we were pretty poor. Start with the first well, scorer. Right, I, I'm going to go back to what we actually said last week, because our first instinct was to put money on Stenhouse Muir scoring first. Yep. So the theory was sound. We just couldn't get the right guy because he wasn't playing. Aye, we went for Dean Shields and he came on after all six goals were scored. Ah. And then just to make it even worse, Nicky Law scored. Not first, first for Rangers. So the Aye. second goal of the game was Law. So that just made it worse. I think I was a bit too hasty in saying that we shouldn't have picked him again. But anyway, later on I've got a first scorer for us to but I'll mention that later. And then we had a treble... St. Johnson, Dundee and Annan and St. Johnson and Dundee both lost rubbish Typical. I suppose that's our own fault because the first thing we did was oh, we'll go for St. Johnson because all three of us have predicted that St. Johnson won yep uh, shows that we know <laughs> so we'll just need to try and keep it simple a wee bit simpler because it's not really happening for us yeah you're <laughs> Your big bet Friday was Dundee United. So I bet you just stuck your house in Dundee United. Friday night. Aye, aye, possibly with hindsight, aye. Maybe no, we should hindsight. link on to that, Greg. We'd have, we'd have a team, we'd have a, have a team missing, according to the uh, reports midweek. So I'd stuck a fairly hefty bet in Dundee United. Rolled in. Oh, betting against your own team. Oh, oh frequently, frequently. Right, well, we might as well move on to that. So let's go. Ah, yeah, it's seamless. Who's the guy who was, uh, the, done the, the pass back for the goal? Was Hutchison. he in on it? He oh, in on your aye. bet? Ah, he must have had a couple of bob as well. One of these goal band things. He must have had the first 20 minutes or something for the goals. Oh, that's an absolute howler. And, and saying that, I watched, I saw the highlights tonight. I didn't see the game live. But if you watch the highlights again, McManus actually points, points at him to pass it back to the keeper. Well, the Dundee United players right on his shoulder, so I'm kind of blaming McManus a wee no, bit. No, the he's ball was to, never making it back to the keeper, you've got to be got sure. To, he's got to put a bit of weight on it, but even, oh, if, even if he'd got a decent contact, the guy was right on his shoulder, he should just have hoofed it, hoofed it right at the park, and aye, that, that set a tone for the rest of the game, to be honest. Gifting goals. I quite enjoyed watching it, there was quite a few talking points in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Gannon Gunning, Gavin Gunning's goal, where Chifty seemed to manhandle Hamill in the face. <sighs> happens every game, doesn't it? It does. It does happen every game. But I think the fact that he was manhandling him in the face. I, I think when you see, <laughs> when you see the replay, when you see the replay, ah, he's definitely got a grip. He's his chops, but in real time, it's kind of hard to tell when that ball comes in because there's so much pushing and shoving going on. But ah, the replay's pretty damning. Yep. And then uh, Gunning's second goal, the the free kick. Wondering, uh, we've, I, we've discussed this quite a few times but I wonder if McFadden should have got a book in there because he, he clearly made an attempt at blocking it with his hand and yeah it went in but I'm thinking yellow card and a goal is probably the correct thing there uh, possibly possibly he argues he's trying to protect himself moving his hands where he was I don't well, know that's the thing I was trying to explain to my daughter she was saying I surely it can't be a handball if you're protecting your face or whatever and I, I said to her you just have to accept the ball's going to hit you in the face. You can't use your hand whether it's going to be really sore or not. Matter's not a jot. Aye, which brings us on to um, Motherwell's penalty they got as well with Chifty sticking his hand up in front of his face. <laughs> yeah, that was a penalty, definitely. Even he said it after the game. Bizarre. He said, ah, I put my hand up. Had to be penalty. My fault. 
It's, it's good, quite honest of them, actually. Mm-hmm. It's unusual, that. Yeah. I'm not really sure what's going on with the advertising board at the back of the goal, though. The way it came out, <laughs> I don't know if you remember, was it Mark Hughes in the, the Premier League in England scored a goal and it bounced off an advertising board and came straight out and nobody even claimed for it. We happened up here as well. I'm, I'm, in fact, I'm almost sure it was done United that happened to. Was it Wes Mortram was the referee? <laughs> this is all good while ago now. And I'm fairly sure the ball hit the back, came back out. A guy caught it and the referee gave a uh, play on. <laughs> so the guy dropped it and played on. <laughs> oh, who was it for Man United? Was it Nani when he fell on the ball, his hand? In fact, uh, Dubery's an even uh, better example. Remember, he stopped the ball against Celtic. Oh, the St. Johnson game, uh... yeah. Yeah, I'm, sure I'm sure he touched it twice with his hand. It did. <laughs> I actually stopped, stopped it, it, steadied it. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a Yeah. And then the Vigers getting blocked by Gunning. I think when you seen the second replay, it was quite mm. obvious that Gunning had mm. one eye on mm. Vigers. Nah, no, no penalty for me. No, no that's I, I a fashy that shoulder good. challenge to yep. me. I don't no, see but he aimed for the player. You can't aim Aye, for but the that's, player. It's, but it's, as long as the ball's within playing distance, seemingly, yep. as long as you're in the, the, the roundabout where the ball is, then and you've not got your arms up, it's not a, it's not a, a palm off or a hand off. Yeah, see, I tend to have my shoulder and fingers are scrumpled. So, no, nah, I don't. Because one of the guys that worked with said today, well, I should have had a penalty, and I heard that on Friday night as well, but having seen it in the replay, nah, I don't think so. I wouldn't have complained if well. I got it. But... To me, the difference is if it's shoulder to shoulder, it's a shoulder challenge and you just play on. This, this, I've seen a number of them and it's the shoulder into the back which is a different that's a barge and that's more like a barge aye. see I but, think uh, that was a barge because I think he had he was watching the player the whole time he wasn't interested in the ball oh no I agree he knew exactly what he was doing he had no interest in playing the ball but he could in theory still play the ball if he wanted yep. and how many times do we watch defenders shepherding the ball out for a goal kick yep. when yep. They, they, there is absolutely no intention to play it and they're able to just shield off that, that, that to me is obstruction Yep, but the it's rules of the, the game allows it, as long as yeah. you don't use your arms or your feet. Yeah. So as long as it's within playing distance, you can get away with it. So for me, Gavin Gurrens, is that the same thing? Aye. Never Aye. any intention to play that ball. He was always trying to make sure his teammate got it. Yep. yep. No complaints. Right, I sadly I didn't watch the game live. Would have been a good one to watch. Oh, so good Friday night. I like, foot- like Friday night football. And apparently we're getting a game in a couple of weeks' time. March 15th, I think it is. We're away to come on, look, Friday night. I can't believe the game was a game after the Fur Park mm-hmm. war zone or whatever it was to be calling it. I was going to say, come on, I better order some new blue seats for the Sunday after that. Eh? Ach, there was one about one of the, the times we won the league down there. I think it was the, the, the Nakamura late goal. The, they ordered about three thousand new seats. After that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you build the for it? They replaced the entire stand. Is that like Motherwell? Was it ten grand or something? Aye, uh, well, was that about 200 seats or something? Aye, but we like, told the seats and we'll just say, I call it a nice round 10 grand, so we can pay <laughs> Hamilton the three grand we them for smashing <laughs> their seats the week before. <laughs> and a couple of Bob change it as well. <laughs> right, so the next game up the weekend was Hearts against Celtic, and yeah. it was obviously Forster, all about Forster. Oh, nobody's interested about the rest Which... of the team, it's all about his record, and well, he got it, and I'd like to have an, another moan about it. I'm sure I've done this a couple of times now, but it's starting to frustrate me that people go on about him so right. much, right? Even now, he says it. 
Aye, aye, he does. You're right. That's good. That's good. Now credit to him, right? He's been involved in uh, in this record. He's been there for every minute of this record. He's the goalie, so he's got a very important part to play in clean sheets. But then let's not forget the defence. Let's not yeah, forget Dick Van Dyke, Ambrosia, <laughs> Devon Custard. Like, don't forget them. Don't, I've mentioned before the midfield. If the midfield weren't at it, then the defence would be getting pummeled more and then there would be more shots on target. If folk like Chris Commons and Griffiths weren't up at the, the opposition penalty box, then well, the opposition can't score if you've got it in their box. So I think it's a, it's a team award. And it's a shame that they'll be forgotten and it'll be all about Forster. See, I mean, I'm not going to credit F.A. Ambrose with too much because he did try to score for St. Johnson last week. But... <laughs> he, it, was always, been his, um, <laughs> it was St. Johnson's only shot, just a <laughs> But uh, no, I, you're, you're absolutely right. And Fraser Foster said he's out on the same thing. It's, it's a case of the, the, the goalkeeper's the man that gets the plaudits for it, but it's the defence in front of him, it's the, the midfield and the strikers keeping the ball away for the defence in the first place. So. Yeah, I think I said it on the forum, and I think uh, Grumpy Old Man was. I think he picked me up wrong. I think he was... I'm not trying to take anything away from Foster. I'm just trying to no. give credit to I, others. I would imagine Bobby Clark, when he set his record, the, the Aberdeen defence played its part in that as well. So yeah. they don't get the credit for it either. It's just Aye, the, the thing as well with that is, I mean, it's, 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 it's a great achievement, but like you say, it's a team achievement as well. Because, I mean, I don't, I don't know, but if somebody could be bothered sitting... Working out the number of shots on target versus versus the number of minutes, you might find that in actual fact there haven't really been that many saves made in terms of over that period of time, and that's down to the fact that the defence and the midfield are all playing really well, and, and the teams just aren't creating chances. As much as Foster's kind of getting the record, maybe Foster has had in relative terms less to do than perhaps other keepers who don't have a record, but maybe their number of shots stopped over a season are greater just purely because they're maybe playing for a side where the defence isn't as good and they're having to be far busier during games because I mean Foster's probably in games up and down this season where he's had very little to do mm-hmm. No I would agree but I think that's that in itself is a different skill because to be able to stand there for 80 minutes of the game and do nothing and then have, be, have 10 minutes oh, where you're, you're kind of busy is right, actually Greg, something to uh, praise that, him about <laughs> uh, 10 minutes poaching that's it, aye. And I, I, I think there's certainly been games like that where Fraser Foster's had some terrific saves in an otherwise quiet game. Yeah. Yep. Aye, the, the Hibs one stands out for me. Oh, the, the, the one for Stanton, that was an absolute, that was a phenomenal save. I, I still, every time I see that, I think it's going in. And it was just, it, it's just the hand appeared from nowhere. Well, you say that, it, it didn't appear for me. I was watching it online and it, it, his hand moved that quick that you couldn't see it. You just <laughs> seen buffered. the ball. <laughs> <laughs> the ball changed direction. Aye, there was talk that Griffiths was offside for no. the goal, so I thought that sports scene would focus on that. I thought they're going to give us uh, maybe three or four different angles so that we could judge it. And no, they didn't even. I tried to rewind it. Now they didn't even give you the opportunity to to see the offside when you've got Sky Plus. The it's only just... person that even suggested that was offside was Gary Locke, who just sounded very bitter after the game. It's a shame because I would have spent a lot more time praising Hearts for that because I thought they defended really well. They always looked threatening. And I even said this to Laurie uh, after the game. I was never confident in getting three points at that game until Pookie scored. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. yep. I mean, there was probably more of an issue out of that one because as well as moaning about offside for Lee Griffiths, he was moaning about fills and the build-up to their second goal. Now, sports scene did focus on both of those. And it was... Uh, 
Beaton kind of had his hand up on a Hearts guy who then fell over. Ah, it, was, it, was, it was Jamie Hammer, wasn't it? He was trying instead aye. of just hoofing the ball, he's trying to shepherd it out in the touchline. No, and the, big man's n- the big man's nicked in and got the ball off from his claps looking for a foul. There's no way. Uh, that, that, that was the other one. That, that was Baldy. He just Baldy is a very awkward looking guy. I used to think Samaras was awkward looking when he threw the ball. Baldy seems to be even more awkward looking, and it's really difficult to play against. And he's quite a big guy. He uses his strength well. I don't think there was a foul on Hamill. Hamill no. is hardly a, a lightweight guy. Yeah. Nah. And, uh, at the best of times, it just magically fell over. But uh, I, I thought Baldy was he used his weight well and then picked out Pookie well as well for the. It was very unselfish of him. So. Yeah, I I, I agree. I no foul at all. And I, I mentioned this on the forum that, or maybe it was Twitter, uh, how he looked really awkward. Mm-hmm. See, it was almost as if he had too much time to think about things. And I know this only happened in a split second, but he had too much time to think about it before making that pass. And I was watching him thinking, ah, he's, he just doesn't look a player. He, he looks, did you say he reminds you a wee bit of Samaras? I, I, when Samaras first came to Celtic, he looked very awkward when he was on the ball and it made it really hard to get the ball off him when he had it. In fact, he's still kind of like that now. But I think Baldy seems to take it to a new level. I was going to mention uh, Lafferty was one of those as well. Lafferty never looked a footballer, but there was times he would go on a run and something would happen. I, and I thought, thought Pookie... Aye. Ah, it was it was a it was a ballsy finish for Pookie because he could could easily have slipped. I think it was Commons. It was to to the right hand side who had a tap in, so it was a although slightly offside move. For what I seen, Commons was standing offside. May have been slightly off, but you know it was a good finish. Him tucked it away. And then there's people moaning about Griffiths saying he should have been booked. I don't think so. I, I think I don't think there's anything wrong with the celebration he did. I don't think there was no get it up you from what I seen anyway. There was nothing. It was just a, a, a two-stage celebration. It was a celebration for the Hearts fans. And then he decided, oh, wait a minute, I'm going to go and give Lennon a cuddle. Oh, I did like the thumbs up. That was good. <laughs> I'm just I'm just looking at the statistics though, for uh, Timo Pukki. He's, he's scored five goals for Celtic now, mm-hmm. and four of them have been against Edinburgh teams. I think he hates salt and sauce. <laughs> oh, I hate sauce. Oh, I don't like brown sauce, don't like Tommy oh. sauce. No. I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> salt and vinegar all the way. Salt and vinegar. The only thing is I don't like vinegar, but it's got to be salt. And vinegar. <laughs> I'll be salt then. No, no, it's salt and vinegar. But I just really, really don't like vinegar. It's one of those things I don't understand, so I don't expect others to. It's just, I don't know why. It doesn't make sense. Right, we're moving on for the, the Celtic game. We're moving on to uh, uh, the Ross County versus St Mirren game, the, the, the game that was due to be on BBC um, Alba. Tea time viewing. I'll just check the time. Yeah, we're after what I said. Now, it was meant to be on tea time BBC Alba and they decided to delay it because there was some effing and Jeff uh, from the, the crowd. But what confused me is they can show a live game yeah. on the telly yeah. and I'm guessing there's a delay, maybe a minute, maybe two minutes most. Uh, so they managed to go in and if there's any effing and Jeff for the crowd, they managed to turn that down in a live broadcast. Some of it still slips through, but they managed to turn yeah, it I down. So why can they not do it for a game that's delayed by a few hours? The, the thing that comes to mind is the, uh, Neil Lennon's description of Jim Goodwin, <laughs> which, which came across very audibly, and he's uh, probably since proved it was pretty accurate because Goodwin was in trouble again in this game. Oh, well, 
Well, I think Which, there was... I thought it was very odd because it was two separate incidents. There was one incident in the first half where he clearly led with his elbow and I would have sent him off for it. But then the second one, which is the one that seemed to get Derek Adams really irate, was just a head knock. It was. He went up for a head. What's a defender supposed to do? He's yeah. jumping behind the attacker. He tries to head the ball. He's not going to header the guy in the side of the head on purpose. No. Because that's going to hurt. No, I think, I think to accuse him of, of doing that intentionally is utter madness. I can understand if he's angry about it from the first film, where he, he went in with his elbow. But I'm not sure he could see it for his angle because he had the same, pretty much the same angle as the referee did and the referee obviously couldn't see it because he was blindsided. So yeah. I think that's probably why he hasn't been sent off. But I, I, I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Vincent won. He's uh, yeah. looking into Jim Goodwin yet again. I, I fancy he'll be getting a letter through the through the door just in a couple of days or so because the first one was a, a stonewall red card every day of the week. Second one, I mean, you need to be off your nut. Literally, to try and stick a head, stick a head in the back of somebody. <laughs> I mean, there's easier ways. To, if you want to lead with your arm a second time, then you crack him in the back of the head. But to do it with your head, I mean, Jim Goodman's daft. He's not that daft. <laughs> I Thompson was saying he's got a big lump in his head after uh, that one. It's uh, just a thought, but what was he swearing? Was it Derek Adams? <laughs> yeah, Lennon got sent off as well. I don't know what Derek Adams' problem is. He's, he's, he's acting like an absolute head case at the moment. And it generally struck me. His time at Motherwell, he was always a pretty kind of mild-mannered guy because he used to get torrents of abuse up at, up at Fair Park and never really reacted. But since he's, he's taken that managerial, since he's taken that managerial job, he's just I don't know. He's I think he was banned for about fifteen games or something. Aye, aye. Uh, he doesn't seem to handle the pressure too well. I mean, Ross County are obviously in the, the, the battle for that playoff spot in the, the, the Premiership because they're, they're, they're in 25 a game and hand over Thistle and St Mirren. They're in 25 and 24. It's really tight down there at the moment. I thought they looked a lot better. Um, Ross County for the highlights. The, the guys that have gotten their loan look as though they've got a fair bit of pace about them look pretty, pretty good. It should be a good game tomorrow night. I think it's tomorrow night they're playing Inverness, isn't it? Ross County Inverness. Is it? That's another game. I wasn't sure what, what the third game was because I, I knew uh, Mullerwell were away at St Johnson and Celtic at Aberdeen. I wasn't sure what the, the third game was, but yeah, you're right, Ross County Inverness. Aye, it's Champions League tomorrow oh. night, so the... you can't show anything. <laughs> it's ridiculous because there's, there's three Scottish games on and every one of them is worth watching. Uh, yeah. There's one on Alba. Yeah, yeah, it's Aberdeen Celtics on Albert from ten o'clock on Tuesday night. Uh, it's a late one. I think I'll, I think I'll miss that. Ah, uh, yeah, I've got work in the morning. I might not bother more either. That's, that's too late for most folk. Aye, why don't they just delay the transmission by an hour or something? Do you know what I mean? Because that means there's no way. They don't want to... to piss off UEFA. That's it. It's a kind of F UEFA. Please don't. Oh, please hey, don't. hey, can you say that? You got a fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this podcast about to get a fine. <laughs> that form will get shut down. <laughs> I think it's. A, I don't think there's a, a specific rule, but I think UEFA say, look, so didn't they do bo- this or else? Bollocks. Uh, they, 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 bollocks, people flaunt it all the time. It's ridiculous. <laughs> sometimes you, there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to it because sometimes they show league games, sometimes they show cup games. Sometimes I wasn't sure reason. what way round. It's bizarre, and especially because this is the the round of sixteen. It's spread over four weeks because of the two legs, and then they split the eight games into two groups of four. So you get two games tomorrow, two games on Wednesday, you had four games last week in the same kind of setup. I think there's a week where there's an international break and then we're back to another two weeks worth of Champions League. Like, off of the one round. Yeah. You're, you're just taking up all the decent slots. Don't milk Aye. it. Get them all played and at the same time. 
Bordeaux are playing at half five tomorrow, but then that's clashing with Zenit against Borussia Dortmund. They're kicking off at five. So League One is is cheating as well. <laughs> it's even worse. <laughs> See what I mean? No rhyme or reason to it whatsoever. Right, the big shock of the weekend was Partick Thistle getting their first home win of the season. Apparently part, it's the first top flight win since May 2004 when they oh. beat Aberdeen. <laughs> now, to be fair, May 2004 is when they get relegated. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't been in the top flight since that season. So that's, it's, a good, it's a long while, but uh, it's been a long time coming this season. And they were quite glad because they were about to set a new club record if they, they hadn't won. So. It's, I mean, uh, it's surprising because it's come against a team that are bang on form at the moment. And uh, from what I've seen in the highlights, Aberdeen were, were probably well worth a lead in the first half. But they, they, they missed the penalty, which apparently is the third penalty this season. So I've saved and only conceded three. So uh, they pretty brave. Well there. The second one was especially brave. It was one of those you're just yeah, going to have to take one for the team. Just stand up and hope it hits you. Uh, I hope it hits you in a sensible place as well. Barry uh, Robson must have the longest run up for apparently in the history of the world. It's, it's always for a half lane, half wheel lane sprints <laughs> before putting it in exactly the same place as he always puts it. I don't know if Roberto Carlos ever took penalties, but remember his run ups for his free kicks. Ah, they were actually getting the opposition up. to stand and block his run up. He'd still be <laughs> ten yards for the ball. His run ups always reminded me of Fred Flintstone bone. <laughs> 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 You're right, aye. Oh, he was a good player. I was. We were talking about the, the penalty, Chris, on Twitter. You mentioned about Pat Nevin saying uh, oh. was a contact, <laughs> was it was it was it minimal? It doesn't matter if there's contact. You know, I went and had a look at the rules and it doesn't matter. Right, okay. And what context is it possible you get a penalty if there's no contact? Well, well, you know what, right? I really should have done a bit of preparation here because I should have had it in front of me, right? But it does say that, oh, what is it? An attempt is it not, at, uh, aye, is it right? intent or the word they use? A direct free kick, right? A free kick is awarded if blah, blah, blah. Kicks or attempts to kick an opponent. Trips or attempts to trip an opponent. So well, you also get done for jumping at an opponent. I'm not sure how that works at a set piece. Or you could charge at an opponent. Was that gunning right. earlier? Uh, but... Uh, strikes or attempts to strike an opponent. So there's quite a few examples there of attempts. And I was trying to think, how, how does this make sense? But say you're a keeper, right? Uh, you could you could dive down at the, the attacker's feet. The attacker jumps over you. You're still you're still slowing him down. You're still impeding him in some way, mm-hmm. but there's no contact. Just yeah, to make sense I, I, to the rules. My argument there would be you're attempting to go for the ball. You're not attempting to take the man out. Mm-hmm. Which is usually why you don't get a penalty for that. Mm-hmm. You, there needs to be contact for you to bring them down at which point that's when you get a penalty which is why I was thinking but okay I mean fair enough if that's what the rules say then maybe Pat Nevin I was a bit harsh on him I did agree with Pat Nevin later on in the, the, the game because he was talking about the, the, the second Celtic goal and he was saying it wasn't up, uh, any free kicks so I had to go uh, wide down after that I think but then the, the other penalty in that game where Gallagher just took him out can't remember if it was really yeah, again that, that was more of a penalty than the first one and he was well, already booked for me. the first one, so... Aye, it reminded me of Schumacher. Remember him? Remember the... It wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't def- that bad, but it was... He definitely led with his knee, didn't he? Definitely went in with his huh? knee, which you see keepers doing all the time, and, you know, to be honest, they get away with it most of the time, and that was a, yeah. that was a pretty sore one he took. Now, that could have changed the complexion of the game, though, because he was already booked, so he was going off 
for a second yellow. It was another penalty. So they're going to have to get their subkeeper on to try and save the penalty. If Aberdeen scored a penalty, if this led into 10 men, it was 0-0 at that point in the game. Maybe it would have been a different story. But as it was, this came into the second half. Scored some pretty good goals. Lyle Taylor was looking pretty good. The second Aye. one especially was a... He just seemed to get the position right and flicked it into the net. So. Really good finish. He had a couple other chances as well. He was through one and one. The keeper and the keepers managed to save them, so he could have had a easily yeah. had a trick. Yeah, the, the, the last one, the, the one that was... Uh, sort of, that would have been his hat trick was just, I think, Langford got enough touch on it to put it past the post. It was a cracking save. I'm not sure he knew too much about it when he was, it was more instinct than anything else. But good save. So we've got another couple of games to discuss. Uh, St. Johnson against Inverness, which... No, nah, we'll not talk about that. I screwed the bet. Get it to <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> and then Kelly against Hubs. I suppose the only thing that stuck out for me was the uh, world's best striker uh, adding assists to his, his talents. Uh, uh, that was a good assist. I gave him up. Aye. Uh, uh, I thought Did the guy took it a bit wide. Did he had a chance to his own, though. <laughs> Did he know? Boyd, I'm sure he had a chance this game. It was a horrible match. I suppose Hubs are above Kilmarnock on the table, aren't they, though? Aye. It wasn't as bad as uh, wasn't as bad as uh, do you see Hasselbank's miss for St John's? Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> see, I think it happened too quick for him. He didn't have enough time to think. Right, right. You know what? It's not even a worse miss. I, I know it's the Scottish football forums, but have you seen Jekyll's miss okay, for Man City against was it Crystal Palace? He played or something. Oh, it's horrid. He's right in front, of, right in front of goal, and he he goes to kick it and just kind of it sticks under his foot or something, and he's about two yards out and it empty. It's just a tapping. And he misses it, I'll need to stick it up in the forum. It's Aye, that'd be good. Horrid. In fact, I think somebody did put it up in the forum already. That's where I've seen it. Right. There was an incident in the Dundee United game where a guy looked like he took a, a swipe at fresh air, but then it went to the back post and somebody followed it up. Maybe Mackay Stephen. Can't mind to get the player's name. But it looked to me like a, a fresh air swipe. Something I practice. <laughs> Got it quite good. Right, we'll move on for the, the Premiership games. And I mentioned the Scotland Scotland team have been drawn in Group D yep. of the upcoming Euros. Forget the World Cup, nobody's interested in it. No. We're on to the Euros now. That's so 2014, the World Cup. We're, we're, we're past that. We're past that and we've managed to get ourselves an easy group <laughs> with Germany. Easy. <sighs> Ireland. That's going to be a uh-huh. squish. Poland. Mm-hmm. Easy. Georgia. And then Gibraltar. Even Gibraltar. Who knows what's, what to expect for them? Uh, is, this is basically a group just to annoy me, you know? I mean, I've, I'm obviously I'm Scottish, but I've got uh, Irish ancestry and Polish ancestry. It's probably the two other countries I identify with, and I've stuck them all in the one group. Uh, I'm not sure whether I'd be happy about that or not, to be honest, because on the one hand, I'm probably ga- almost guaranteed that we'll have somebody to support at Euro 2016. <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand, I'm pretty much guaranteed somebody's going to, because uh, there's not going to be three of them going through for this group. Because no. there's two, the top two qualify automatically. The best third place team of the nine groups also qualifies automatically, and the other eight go into a playoff. So it would be fair. I mean, I would love to think the Republic of Ireland, Poland, and Scotland could all be above Germany. I would also love to think of them in the lottery and wake up next to Beyonce tomorrow morning. But both are probably unlikely. Yeah. I, I I don't see Scotland getting into that group. I think it's I think it's oh. too early. I think it's too early. I, I think Germany and the Republic probably mm. uh, probably get out of that. I don't I think Poland. I, I don't, yeah, I, th- I, think I think Poland will finish ahead of us anyway. 
I mean, of those teams, you're looking at Germany top and that. I think Georgia will be a bit of a dark horse, but I don't think they'll be in there for the, the, the second or third spot. Gibraltar, I've no idea what to make of them, but they're a tiny wee country, so we'll just assume they're rubbish and hope for the best. But, Who knows I mean, them, eh? So you're looking at the 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 second and third spots going to uh, maybe Ireland, Poland and Scotland, and I'm thinking, Ireland called up Daryl Murphy for a friendly this week. How desperate are they getting? Whereas Poland, I've got like Borussia Dortmund players. There's guys that played in the Champions League final last year playing for Poland. For me, oh, the other Pan Evans says they're past it though, Chris. Aye, aye, they're past it. What's she talking about? I mean, Lewandowski's like 27 or something. He's at his peak and he's just signed for a, a mega bucks deal at Bayern Munich. Yeah. Aye, past it. Sure, right enough, Pat. It's just what you know. I'll have been pessimistic when it comes to Scotland though, so I'm saying we've got no chance of qualifying. Because any improvement in that is uh, going to be more than welcome. But no, I just I, I hope don't, we don't get beat off Gibraltar. I just wanted right. to, I, I wanted to make a fisty at this time around and know of the thing done after about four games. The good, th- I, I think the good thing is our first game is away to Germany. Yeah, get it that's yeah, that's we're, we're losing that. Just get it away. Done. And then we can concentrate on things. Now, I think there's two games coming up before Hamden's finished with being Commonwealth Games venue. Uh, we're at home to Georgia in October and we're at home to Republic Ireland in November. So I'll be interested to see where they take those games because the obvious thing would be one at Ibrox, one at Celtic Park. But uh, yes. the obvious, that becomes, do we, do we really send Ireland to Celtic Park? <laughs> Is that not a wee bit of home game? It's not, does Celtic <laughs> I mean, it's Martin O'Neill's their manager. Uh, I, I, that's an aspect I'm really looking forward to actually is Martin O'Neill versus Gordon Strachan you can, you can just imagine the furore in the press just before the, the venue for that game is announced and it, it doesn't matter where they have it the press are going to have a field day with that I mean, oh, the, I the other option is the, the Georgia game is I think it's 5 o'clock on a Saturday whereas the Ireland game is on Monday night or something stupid like that but uh, the Georgia game you could take that to Pitaudry I think yeah, it's yeah, it's a good one idea. of those games. Yep. Yep. If you yep. can't, you can't use Hamden, so yep. take it Easter somewhere. Road. Easter Murrayfield, Australia yep. game. Do we really need Murrayfield to build a 70,000? I'm not going to fill that. I can build a Hamden. Someday, someday came out and said that it's definitely not going to be Murrayfield because they're keeping it within the, the football stadium, which makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. Why give them money? That, if we can keep the money within uh, the game. Nah, if it's two games, the obvious thing they'll probably do is say Ibrox, Celtic Park. Aye. Uh, one thing that annoyed me prior to the draw, and Chris, I think it was you that annoyed me, is you brought up the fact that there's going to be there's oh, going to the, be one group, one group with five teams in it, right? And that has to happen because there's it's not an even number of countries in the, the qualifiers. And then we all know that France was going to go in this group of five because they changed the rules so that instead of them playing friendlies, they'll they'll take part in the group, but their games are almost meaningless. Yeah. So. That's how it was set up, and then UEFA they came out with, or somebody discovered that there was a wee clause that says there were certain countries that couldn't be in this group of five Aye. due to television deals, and I know England was one of them. Uh, and Holland I just think and Germany, I think we're a couple of other ones. I think it's horrible that we're now we've got the seedings there, right? Now there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who argue the seedings are not very fair, but I can't think of a better alternative. But now we've got another rule in that says that certain big countries can't play in a group of five. Yeah, I just uh, think it's terrible. We're getting more and more corrupt as it goes on, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, I, to, I, mean I, I think 
It's going to be interesting to see how France got on in that group because they get put like the, the the group of fives: Portugal, Serbia, Denmark, Armenia, Albania. So that's I think France, Portugal, France, Denmark, France, Serbia. They'll be interesting games. Um, but I'll be interested to see exactly how these friendly kind of things intermixed with the the group games actually works. Well, how's it going to um, work when you're playing, say, on the 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 Thursday and then the Monday. I mean, say you on a Thursday you've got France and then on the Monday you've got you're against Portugal. Surely you're going to rest players against France. I would think I so. I know yeah. that there is the coefficient to play for. That's the problem. Yeah. That's that comes second surely to points in the group. So you would, I would rest think your so. players. Then maybe got a wee bit of advantage in because then that that the one of the problems I've got with the fact that friendlies count towards the rankings is it means that the, because the rankings also count to the the pot you're in you almost have to try and win your friendlies. The, the result becomes important, so you're almost too scared to try uh, different players. I mean, if you look at the, the, the current Scotland squad that's going to play, ironically, Poland in a friendly um, on, on the start of March there, the only new face in the entire uh, squad was Robertson at Dundee United. Everybody else has had caps before. It was good to see Dan Fletcher was back, but other than that... It was hardly an exciting uh, squad. You're right, there's a little excitement now. Yeah. Right. And, and I think that all comes down to the fact that the friendly result matters because you need to win your games and make sure you're higher up in the FIFA rankings to, or you'll be in a rubbish pot. It, it, does, it begs the question then, when, where do you get a chance to to try out new players and blood new systems and the rest of it? Well, the answer is you don't, unless like we've done, we've, we've, we've made a backside of the qualifying campaign and you've essentially got four or five relatively meaningless games. But again, even them count, to, count towards your... You know, you're ranking overall, so you don't really get a chance to go to a game where Disney, the result and the, the outcome doesn't really matter, which makes it really, really difficult, especially at an international level to go and try new things, because the opportunity to do it is scarce enough as it is. If you take friendlies at that equation as well, then you're left to just training matches, which is just a nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that they, they want to avoid friendlies that are, I was going to use the word meaningless, but what I, I really mean is boring, whereas... For us, for and for many countries, we've got a, a relatively new manager and who's wanting to try new things, and I think that would be exciting. I think I think if he went out and he and he brought up uh, some players that were on the fringe of the, the national side or hadn't been capped and brought them, and I think that's something we'd get excited about. See, coming up for a friendly and just seeing the same old start. Same faces, yeah, same yeah. old. Same that doesn't old. excite me at all. Yeah. I mean, one one guy I'd like to see in the Scotland squad now is Tony Watt. He's, he certainly seems to be scoring goals in Belgium at the moment. So he missed out on the under twenty ones, I think. Yeah, um, so he's not in any squad. What's that? <laughs> well, how does that seven make any goals sense in five all? games, something like that. Yeah, yeah he's a decent scoring record in a decent league. I mean, all right, it's no, it's no what English Premiership or something, but Belgian leagues not exactly bad. Apparently, there's a, a rankings according to Andy for Scotland. There's a rankings for the leagues, and I think they're tenth. And we are something like twentieth, something right. like that. Anyway, there's quite a I difference between our Premiership and their top tier. Yeah, which is probably like Lee Griffiths isn't in the squad, so because <laughs> he's about the only guy we could put in the squad. Really. But again, the other, the other problem we discussed this in the forum is what? Why is the likes of Peter Pollock not getting a call up? Yep. And Mark Reynolds, the Aberdeen, the, the, the guys that are shining for Aberdeen at the moment, just can't get a game. Yeah, as, as everybody else apart from the Celtic players is based in England, and obviously Robertson and United. Is he the token 
top flight in Scotland representative. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a good point because they, I mean, the last couple of squads of Stevie Hamilton Motherwell in there, but he's not played. You know, he's, he's just in there to make up the numbers. And, yeah. and, and That's the thing. I mean, a squad. It's not, are we going to see Robertson? Or is he just going to sit on the bench? Uh, I doubt it. I doubt it. Because again, games games like this where there is. You know, early qualifying games, there's a lot at stake. I mean, it's it's, it's then if he if he goes and plays these guys, we end up getting a trounce, and then he gets hammered for that as well. So it's it's a no-win situation. I think he's got to go with the he's got to go with the teams that have been doing relatively well since he took over. And you know, I, I don't think you can. I don't think they could really criticise him for doing that. You know, but like you say, it would be nice to see them freshen up the squad a wee bit with a couple of different options as opposed to just the same guys that we've seen a million times before. But It'd be nice to set down a marker against Poland, basically mm. just telling them this is what you're going to Aye. up against. Aye, there's a wee bit of needle in this game now because of the draw. Definitely is. The, the fact that draws the way it is, is it's put a bit more onus on this game now, so mm-hmm. at least that's sort of steps up. What about you guys, your big Scotland fans, you're going to get tickets? What's the... Oh, I have, I'm definitely getting tickets for this group. Yeah. <laughs> Half my country's in there. <laughs> well, I've managed to, I need to speak to a guy from my work, Greg uh, Scott. <laughs> freebie. Because freebie. He managed <laughs> to get two free tickets Freebies. for him last time because he couldn't oh, make it. So hopefully he gets a season ticket again. <laughs> Doesn't he look at the fixture list and then realises when it's too late that he can't make some of the games and then I'll turn up. That'll suit That's me. That. I think there were some good away trips in that one as well. The Germany away would be a, would be an absolute cracker, and Ireland as well obviously would be an easy one too. Uh, I mean, I mean, the Ireland game I think is somewhat sort of June fixture or something. Oh, two or three weeks after the the season's finished, but it's that kind of time period where you're all thinking, I'm going on my holidays. Where do I go? Ireland, good uh, pass up well. Decided yeah, by the supercomputer. Oh, aye, is that all? It's, uh, none of these were uh, agreed what they've been previously. It was a supercomputer that's decided them, which is good. But aye, I think the Poland one's away in October this year, which is just a bit tight for me because I thought about going. And then I looked at it and thought, nah, I can't. Wife's still just finishing up maternity leave. so <laughs> Money will be too tight for that one, unfortunately. It'll be a good twist to go. Somebody did point out this must be what I, one of the, the greatest groups for uh, drink. Because you've got beer, you've got the beer for Germany, you've got the Guinness for Ireland, you've got the whiskey for Scotland, and you've got the vodka for Poland. <laughs> Never mind the World Cup of beer, Europe, European Championship uh, draw uh, beer. That's what what are Georgia bringing to the table? That's this. They can't just uh, turn up without bringing a drink. Right, I'm going to see what Google can bring up. Obviously, if you brought her in there, it's whiskey on the rocks. <laughs> Georgia's chacha. Chacha. Chacha is made from grapes and can be as alcoholic as moonshine. That's the thing as well. I mean, the, the Gibraltar one's a decent away trip as well because I mean, ah, it's, it's Faro. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's a dawdle to get there. I, I, you might be struggling for tickets, but you know. Well, no, apparently not because they, they played somebody a couple of months ago and they had about 500 people in the stadium that, that holds 30,000. Is that right? That is probably <laughs> the <laughs> easiest game for any Scotland fan to get a ticket for. Yeah. You want to go to a away game? That's your boss. Right, I've got I've I've got some news about Georgia. Right, in Batumi, for ten to fifteen minutes each week, right, there is a fountain that they they set up to spew out this chacha. It can be up to seventy <laughs> percent proof. Oh, what? That sounds amazing. Well, this was back in two thousand and twelve. This story. So that that'll be there. That'll be running. Oh, 10 to 15 minutes. Right. Do Gibraltar versus Scotland is the last game as well. It's Sunday. Oh, there you are. 2015. 
Middle October going to south of Portugal. Still be nice that How time of year. Does that sound? And, and a game that could see us qualify for the championships. Oh, I'm, like I'm thinking we've got it already. <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd like to hump Gibraltar after what they'd said about Spain. Oh, they want to be playing the best team in Europe. <laughs> Get away. Humpies. Yeah, they, technically they did actually draw Spain and because they were banned from playing them they would quickly get shifted from Group C to Group D because they were third out of the pot. <laughs> if you I'm not into this them. bloody cheating. Oh. I'm not wanting to play. I, I don't want to play the best team in Europe. I'd, I'd, I'd happily avoid all the uh, Germany, Spain and just end up playing San Marino and the Faroes. Well, we need to start wars with everybody then. Actually, well, that's a thought. How come England are allowed to play anybody? Everybody hates England. Aye. You only need to look at the, the Eurovision to know that much. Maybe when we get independence, that'll be it. We will not be able to play England. Aye, for political reasons. <laughs> yep. We, right, so maybe we should. Maybe we're actually been in the draw this time. Aye, he's going to play England for political reasons. He's got a referendum coming up. Aye. Right. Speaking of England, do you know how they get the easiest group? I mean, when they get Switzerland. Oh, they always do, man. They always yeah. get an easy group. San Marino, Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> You set your watch by it, man. It's a I remember I remember seeing us play San Marino in the sort of mid nineties. I remember standing at Hamden and we gubbed them what five nil or something. And it was chucking it then. That was just that's folk, one. Folk will argue that everybody's gonna beat a team like San Marino or the the Pharaohs, but I think I think we need a wee bit of positivity. It's good for your it yeah, it doesn't matter if we're not really going to get any points from it because nobody else is going to drop points. But getting goals, I think that's yeah. good. Well, again, like I say, if you're going into your final group game and all you need to do is win, how much would you love to be playing San Marino? Oh. Or Gibraltar. Or Gibraltar. <laughs> they could be good, you though. Just see it, right? Ten minutes to go, playing Gibraltar away, 1-0 down. Indeed, <laughs> they're drawing a That's it. Oh, oh dear! Man. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still traumatised for that Sting goal oh, game. See, when, was it 97th minute or something? Man is getting a winner. Aye, that that'll be us. That, and we'll we'll all be thinking we're on our way to the Euros. We'll be we'll be uh, world beaters. Thinking right, this is it. Folk will be booking their holidays. Whereas whereas the the Euros is it France? France. France. Right? I say, I mean, we need to qualify for this one because, I mean, there's another great opportunity. I mean, it's literally five minutes away. Uh, bookends are uh, time away for the, the big stage as well because the last time we played for something, it was in France. <laughs> it's been a gap. Uh, you know what? I just want to get to some so Craig Burley's not the last guy to score. <laughs> uh, Aye. All right, move on. Uh, I forgot to mention the, the Rangers game, which I wasn't at at the weekend. We Derek Rangers. We mentioned the Rangers game because we talked about who scored first. Oh, we did, aye, we did. Aye, I was going to mention that video that you posted, Chris, about the, <laughs> the bias. <laughs> the commentary. Oh, what? It was, now, it was, it, this was for the, the equaliser to make it three apiece, and I can't remember who it was that went up for the, the header. Was it Moshni? Anyway, I can't remember. I don't think it was a penalty myself, but it was I a soft... said that. Aye, a soft penalty. Oh, the commentator. I don't know the guy's name, but he's the one that does the commentary for the Rangers TV. Oh, he was not happy at all. He was having a right go at the referee. Very unprofessional. Uh, Derek Johnson was wasn't he too bad about it. He was he was he's bad off. <laughs> he was biased, but he wasn't as bad as the other guy. Oh, the other guy was giving the ref pelters. And then he was giving the guy that, that scored pelters as well because he, he did get it right up. He was like, "You're a disgrace! You're a disgrace!" 
<laughs> oh, aye, that was really bad. Aye, aye, it would be it would be funny if uh, Laurie was like that. If Laurie was as biased as that, his commentary. <laughs> I'd love to, I, we need to get some audio from Laurie's commentary. Aye, definitely. Especially when it's a, a goal, a, like a controversial goal. I see, see if we can get that. I'll speak to Laurie, see if he can get us, invo- get us involved. Imagine it was a 90-second man-up winner against Hibs or something. <laughs> oh, what? How, how would Laurie keep his composure then? <laughs> Well, what about Griffiths scoring yeah. against them? I, I, would, I would love to know what it was like when that goal went on. I, I suppose it was... Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think most Hearts fans were like, aye, that figures. Yeah, you're right, aye. Right, we mentioned that there's some midweek games. There's uh, three in the, the Premiership, I think it is. And there's some games, the, the Championship, three in League One, including Rangers, and a couple in League Two. But I wanted to avoid them for the, the charity bit. Uh, but we'll discuss after our, we do our predictions for the, the Premiership because, as I say, we've got three on Tuesday, then we've got a Friday night game, and then we've got the remainder of the games on the Saturday. So, Tuesday night, we've got Aberdeen against Celtic. I hear it's going to be busy. It's going to be a busy one, but I can't see anything other than an away victory. But I think Celtic will leak a goal. I'm going to go for 2-1 Celtic. Ah, I think, see, given that Aberdeen lost at the weekend, then I think they'll be up for us. Like, and obviously they they beat us in the cup, so they'll be up for that because for that reason as well, and just because it's Celtic, they'll be up for it. So the, the, for a multitude of reasons, I reckon this could be a score draw. I reckon two each. Aye, I was thinking one each for precisely the same reason. Yep, one each. Ross County against Inverness. Going to go for one each in that. Mm, um, I know Ross County have been pretty well. I've been say good. They've been better recently, but um, I fancy Inverness to win this two-one. Going to go with the home side. I don't. I'm still not convinced with Inverness under under Hughes, and uh, I think these these guys at uh, Derek Adams have brought in. But we're going to do the business. Two nothing Ross County. St Johnson against Motherwell. I think I'm going to go for a St. Johnson victory. I like to look at them at the weekend there. I'm going to go 2-0. Nah, I reckon one each. Home win, 2-0. Not very confident, Greg. Nah, we're still... We're, we're, we're toiling into these. Carswell and Lasler are both playing and neither one's fit. And uh, the guys who we would normally call on to bring it to the side are injured as well. And I just... It's, it's this... It's a stage of the season where when you've got a small squad like we have, it starts to show because you're having to play guys that aren't they, aren't they fit to be played. And, um, I think we'll, uh, I think we'll suffer for that. St Johnston as well will be, be looking for a win after the disappointment of the weekend. So yeah, I, I can, I can see it being a, a pretty straightforward home win. Then on Friday night we've got Hibs against Dundee United. That's from the Well, I was stalling there, Chris. I was stalling <laughs> as I was waiting for the page to load. <laughs> it's on BT Sport 2. Excellent. Good stuff. That'll be a good game, I think. Away victory for me, 2-1 to Dundee United. Um, uh, maybe. Aye. Aye, I'll see that now. 2-1 Dundee United. 3-1 Dundee United. Oof. Then the rest of the games are on Saturday at 3 o'clock. Yeah, because... who's just known the predictor yet? 
Oh, oh come on. What is he doing here? Shoddy. Early. It's because there was games tomorrow night, Chris. The, the supercomputer's not got around to it yet. Ah, right, okay. He's been too busy with that uh, European Championship draw. <laughs> that's it. You're right. You're right, that's it, Chris. Good excuse. Right. Uh, aye, they're all, game, all at three o'clock because the, TV, the other TV game that weekend is East Fife against Rangers. Oh, thrilling. The, the best teams in Scotland they are East Fife and Rangers. Right. So on Saturday, Aberdeen against St. Johnson, home win, 2 0. I would think. Uh, aye, 2 0. Sounds about right. Yeah, it would know Aberdeen. It's always difficult because we don't know what happens in midweek. I know. Yeah. Aye. Right, Celtic against Inverness, 3 0 Celtic. Nah, 2 0 Celtic. Straightforward home win, 3 0 Celtic. Motherwell against Hearts. Two one. One each. Two each. Ross County against Partick Thistle. Two one away victory. One each again. Could be goals in this. Four three Partick. <laughs> oh nice. <laughs> I, hope, I hope if that's the case, I hope that's the one that's on Alba. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Mirren against Kamarnock. Could be a could be a Tough one for both sides. Thompson seems pretty confident, but then he would be, wouldn't he? Aye. Hey, I'm going to go 2 2. Well, it's a on a ball, come on, look, so I reckon Boyd will score. Because <laughs> he only scores against teams that are below them. Uh, I'll go 2 1, come on, look. Aye, if, if St. Martin continue playing Jemba Jemba, then they're, they're heading for that player Aye. spot. Very good two, rubbish again. 2 0, come on, look, man. That's, that's a, a catastrophic signing. 2 0, come on, look. Uh, I had a lot of promise about him. Oh, awful. Right, so that's us for the, the predictions. The Premiership, and we'll move on to the charity bit. Now, I've done a wee bit of research before we came on. Despite me sounding like I wasn't prepared, it's because I was preparing the charity bit and I was thinking of going for... Wait, I need to look up the guy's name again. Uh, Jordan White of Stirling Albion. He's sitting pretty in the, the top scorers uh, league for League Two. Mm-hmm. He scored twice at the weekend just there. He scored 11 in total over the season. He's, he's by no means the top scorer in that league, but he's, he's still sitting all right. And Stirling Albion are playing Queen's Park and Stirling Albion are at home. All right, go for it. Up now. Sounds good to me. So I think it's all adding up to a good bet there. So we'll go with that. I'm not really sure what the odds are at the moment, but the odds will be up later in this week, I'm sure, and I'll post them when they are online. Right, and now the hard part over to the the treble or double if we decide to play it really safe. Who did who did we who did we agree on? Aberdeen. If we're taking Aberdeen, I think we did. I have to take Celtic. Huh? Yeah, let me Celtic. check my wee black book. Dundee United. Right, we went for Celtic. Right, Hubs. 3 0, 2 0, 3 0. Yep. Uh, we did go for Dundee United to beat Hibs. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a pretty, that's a 13 to 10. That's a, that bumps yeah. the money up a wee bit. And Kilmarnock? Kilmarnock, we went 
the one I think that level. could be a good shout. That's alright, eh? It's okay. Aye, it's not bad. So we've done United, Stirling Albion and Aberdeen. Dundee United, Stirling Albion. Hmm, could go for Aberdeen. Aberdeen are decent odds, 4-6. 4-6, right. So for, for, for £10, pound, yeah, that's 61 A 4-6. Yep. That's odd. Aye, so that returns £61.92. Aye, sounds good to me. I'm going to see if my headset reaches the fridge so I can get a beer. <laughs> it better not disconnect. Sure, sure we're nearly done. Did you watch your oh. time? You've got school in the morning. No, I'm all right. Right, I managed to reach and get my beer. It's all right. Right, so it's £61.92 if we put that treble on. That's good. Right. Dundee United, Sterling, Albion, Aberdeen. And then yeah, the, the goal scorer is Jordan White. Of Sterling Albion. Yep, so it'll be hard like that for him be nice. Aye, surely. Surely we'll get somewhere with that. That's pretty safe. Right, well that's it for everything I wanted to mention in the podcast. I think I've covered my silly stories at the start. <sighs> yeah, I've, oh, I've tweeted a picture of the guy, the Celtic fan. Uh, so that, that's just bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, Straight. there's some news that's uh, probably of, of note is that Jackie McNamara has signed a new deal at Dundee United. It's uh, an extension his contract to 2017. It's a one-year extension apparently, but well, that's good. That's saying that, that's that keeps unusual. him there for a wee bit longer. That's that's unusual for uh, such a long contract. Mm. They're obviously happy with him. And I can understand why he's done. He's done a decent job there. He's certainly bringing the boys through. And, uh, yep, and that's, it's that's attractive for finances. It's attractive football as well. Exactly. I, I mean, uh, what Thistle, when he was at Thistle, he played uh, attractive football and he certainly carried that on at Dun United. So. Yeah. Everybody wants to win stuff, you. but sometimes it's the sexy football that's, that's a bit more appealing. Uh, see, that's, I, I've said that. I've, I, was, I was saying this about um, the English Premiership, actually. It's uh, very good. Like Chelsea can win 1-0, but I'd much rather watch Liverpool 4-3. Yeah, yeah. Thing with United as well, it's now a debt-free club. They've wiped their yeah. debt out. So yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's got the well, ability there to get the crowds in and get some cash for some players. The headline was that they were debt-free, Greg, but I read in there a wee bit more, and they're bank debt-free. Oh, aye. Did they not get a loan from... Their fans. Directors fan or people, or aye, people connected with a club? Oh, right, aye, aye. That's the fashion these days, isn't it? Because yeah. uh, Rangers have done exactly the same thing just uh, in the last... Uh, 24, 48 hours. They've got a, a 1.5 million pound borrowing from, is it Easedales? And is it Laxey? Aye, the existing shareholders is what they put it, and it's been secured on the car park or something. Yeah, you know, I've, I've been going to Ibrox, and I don't know where the car park is. That sounds silly. <laughs> right? I, I don't is know why I don't know Is it not that thing it's across the road for the Weed Angels Club or whatever you I'm just not sure. I'm not sure. That's because you're, you're always on that subway bouncing up and down. That's why you're never near the car park. Oh, no, you can't do the bouncing on the train. That's the rules. Oh, it's, it's secured against Edmiston House and Albion Car Park facility. See, I don't know where Edmiston House is either. Right. Uh, uh, it's, it's kind of one of the buildings that's next to Ibrox, if I well, remember right. There's only one building I can think it, it must be, but I just it's, it's never stuck out. Oh, what? Aye, oh well. Maybe, maybe I should go a wee wander round Ibrox again, because I normally just go straight to my seat. That's what a wee, to- a wee tour. That's what I'll do. Take photos. <laughs> Aye. Take photos and ask. Ask somebody, is this, this, is this, this? Right, I wanted to do a wee plug. I wrote a game for Android, 
I was thinking, right. Right, surely it's not going to be too difficult to write a game, and I managed to do it, so it can't be that difficult. The game is called Head the Ball. <laughs> right, and I don't think I need to tell you what you need to do in this game, because no. you head the football. It's only <laughs> available on Android because I'm not good enough to be able to write on other things. Aye, that, that, that made me laugh earlier when you text me and says, have you got an Android phone? Have you downloaded my game? I says, no, I've got an iPhone. He says, eh, I have an iPhone too. You might have a game neither of us can play. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. But it's out there. It's free as well. So if you want to search for it, it's called Head the Ball. And it's free. So you can't go wrong if it's shit. It's shit. It's, you've, no fun. it's no, you've not spent any money. Right, I've just Googled Head the Ball and it's just a picture of Jim Goodwin. <laughs> oh, he's Head the Ball. Right, aye. Well, that was the inspiration for the name. In fact, you know it's even better? Just go to the images of Head the Ball, and the first thing you see is somebody getting smacked in the face with it. That is a really bad one. Oh, there's some cracking voice. There's George Burley. Cool. Aye, there is some good pictures there. Aye, that's it. In fact, that's better than the game. Forget the game. Just Google <laughs> images. <laughs> oh, what? Aye, what's Burley doing? What's the woman with the pink hair then? <laughs> that is pretty random. There's some good headers there. Aye. Right. You can have so much fun with Google Images. Aye, this is good, clean fun. A wee bit different for Chris as usual. Well, I, I, th- I think my favourite one has to be, if you scroll down a wee bit, I've got a picture of Carlos Puyol and his Solero Barcelona top with what looks like a sanity to all the touch they seed. I don't see where the ball comes into this. Maybe he's handled it too hard and he's, uh, he's had a bit of uh, patch-up work on his forehead. <laughs> right. Right, well, well, thanks for coming on the two. You, say, you should come up, man, unlike John. Nah, it's all right. I'll make sure I'm not on here next weekend. <laughs> right, bye. Thanks for coming on. And thanks for listening as well. And thanks for downloading my new game, Head the Ball. <laughs> if you can find it, it's not too easy. Right, and thanks for coming on, Greg. Oh, any time, mate. And when I say any time, I mean maybe once a month. <laughs> <laughs> right, cheers. Right. Right. Cheers, bye.